good evening and good afternoon and good morning <laughs> wherever you're listening to us from um welcome to the referee pod this is episode two yeah Fola, episode two it's great to be here mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad I'm yes i'm glad that we are we're doing this again um it's been an amazing amazing week uh ooh. That's very true. If you're not a United fan, very, very true. But who knew that time could run so fast? Uh, between uh, last week, Thursday, we recorded the first episode talking about things that would happen in game week two in the English Premier League. And we are here again for game week three. It's been such an exciting week. True. How do you feel, Paula? Um, I feel good. As a United fan, the week or this week hasn't been so fine, but obviously there's the there, we're going to talk about something very soon, and that's very positive for me. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, not just talk about Manchester United so much. The truth is that even Jurgen Klopp, as a rival manager, found out that Manchester United got the flag so much this week, like. I saw something on Sky Sports where Jogging Club was saying that um, Gabriel Abola, what he said oh, on yeah, Talk yeah, Sports. I saw it too. I saw it too. I saw it too. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I think that it was, it must, if, if he got to Jogging Club, he definitely would have gotten under the skin of Manchester United players. I do not want to be in their shoes presently. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, but let's talk about one of the amazing things. You know, we are the referees, and for every sport, there is a referee, definitely. So we are not limited to just football. We're going to be talking about boxing because it's just a day before, I think, 24 hours, if I'm yeah, right, Fola. Roughly. Roughly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before, I think, what's boxing? The boxing bout between AG, Anthony Joshua, and Alexandra Yusi. It's going to be such an exciting, exciting bout. Fola, I'm feeling two emotions. I'm feeling fear and excitement at the same time. <laughs> I think I understand. I can relate. For me now, personally, AJ is even a United fan. I mean, that's the thing. He's even a United fan, obviously, and I always want United fans to win. AJ, Anthony Joshua, yeah. Fury, and the others. I am boxer, like actually United fan. So obviously on that side, I want him to win. But there's the fear that obviously the last time that they faced each other, Usyk won unanimously. It's not like maybe like there was some this thing. He won, so there's that fear that he could have put him. But I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. For him to have won unanimously, and I think it took him to it took him to the stretch. Usyk took Joshua to the stretch here in the first fight. And he won from all of the three judges. They gave Yusik the point. And a lot of people were speculating that if it still went maybe to the 12th round or something, there's a possibility that there would have been a knockout against Joshua. Very likely. It was a, it was a, clear, it was a, it was a clear victory. It wasn't something that I could say, oh, this is what happened. Nah, nah it was clear. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about let's talk about the one that is coming up, the big one that is coming up tomorrow. For me, yeah, I think that it's going to be a difficult bout for Joshua. Uh, yes, Joshua is um, 
he, according to his, his trainer, Garcia, says that he's positive, there's so much positivity around him. But for me, it's more than just positivity. It's about ag- aggression. It's about learning how to um, fight against a fighter that they call the Baba Yaga. Uh, someone that is very, very, very skilled at what he does. A southpaw. According to something that I read a couple of um, hours ago, it says that Yusik has a way of throwing punches almost 30 times in a round in a fight. You get what I'm saying? Per round. Like, 30, throwing 30 punches per round. And that's something that not a lot of heavyweights box that. And true. Mm-hmm. You get me? So, yes. it's a matter of seed for you, think. It's a matter of... Now, if we now had the... Um, mental situation that Yusik is in presently. He went he, he fought for his country a couple of months ago and now he has his country is he has his country all of, on his shoulder to make them proud. That enough is is, is enough motivation for Yusik to beat Joshua. True. I, I don't but, know what do you think? It's going to be tough, Sha. It's going to be tough because I just remembered um I know it's not boxing, but it's MMA. That's the show like this one. Yeah. Once he loses his first match, by the time he does a rematch to that same person, he's going to destroy that person. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's in the damn spirit. And maybe that yeah. would be enough to back AJ. Obviously, he lost his belt to him. So there's still that pain and regret that happened. So obviously, I don't think it's normal for somebody not to want something that happened before happen again. So happen again. Yeah. So hopefully, he has the right motivation and obviously with the coach and he's traveling around and learning and everything I feel like he should there should be something that will probably put him over the edge to be able to get beaten but it's going to be tough for him it's going to be tough for AJ definitely mm. three belts on the line it's going to be ex- exciting I, I cannot wait to see it would you go oh, and there's one more own... point and there's even one more point so the fact that Tyson Fury is doing what he's doing like um, dropping into retirement and everything now so obviously the winner of this fight is going to be the top dog easily yeah so you know that yeah. I still live now I am the next I am the next biggest person there so mm-hmm. a, and who says who says that the Fury will not get out of retirement to fight either of the winners exactly that's why I said it's a, it's a very it's a very interesting fight I find the aftermath what happens well Let's see what happens. The world that has come out to say he's going to fight. He's going to fight against the Finnish man. Cannot remember his name now. <laughs> the Bros Bomber is ready to get back into the ring and it's exciting to see. Uh, but for the AJ Music match, Fola, make your yes. call. Make uh, your call. So my heart and my head are saying two different things. <laughs> I get, yeah. My head is saying Music. My heart is saying AJ. But I'll go with my heart. <laughs> Let me believe that's in the right place. So, yeah, AJ. Oh, it means we are on two opposing sides because I definitely will go with my head here. I think, I think Isik will take it home. And I think, but the sad thing about this is if Isik eventually wins that particular bout, then it makes him, it makes the sad thing for me and for Joshua is that it makes Joshua less of the fighter that he is 
she gets. Like yes, he breaks down his, his rank. Mm-hmm. Stains his legacy too. Yes. Stains his legacy, yes. and it's a sad thing. I hope it does not happen. But if Ilsik wins on the other hand, it's going to definitely put him amongst the stars because this man came from the cruiserweight from the cruiserweight division, got into the heavyweight, beats. Like I think Joshua's fight is the third fight he's having in the heavyweights. Yeah, he can beat so. Dillian White. Yeah, I think he did. And, yeah, did. And now he's fighting Joshua for the second time. If he wins, definitely, definitely, it will be, it will be, his name will be written amongst the stars. And I think that if Tyson Fury comes out of retirement to fight, and that is if Usyk wins, Usyk is going to be a worthy challenger for Tyson Fury. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So for me, Usyk, Fofola, AJ. Uh, I, I don't know what the listener will pick or who the listener will pick. I beg your pardon. Um, yeah, you, well, you can drop your comments at the at the end of the program. Yeah, yes, uh, listen, you also need to know that we have our Twitter page up and running, the referee pod. Yes, that's true. I forgot to mention that. Yes, yeah. at the referee pod. And I uh, would appreciate if you have if you follow us. Um, Thank you so much for listening to us. I think we have a total of 33 plays now. It's we, we are not afraid of small beginnings. So we say oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. That yeah. is really appreciated. But obviously, we want more, but the 33 is still appreciated. Yes, definitely. Uh, let's move on to football. Um, uh, oh, speaking, we just got, we just got out of, the, I just got out of the studio was in the studio with me over, over the phone and we're talking about um, Manchester United and Casemiro um, which is the trending story now uh, on radio Fala, how do you feel about this Casemiro deal? Right right peg in the right hole Okay um, Yes I feel like there's a boss, but there's no, there's not an actual boss. It's just me wanting better. So Casemiro mm. was a part of United's issue, but not all the parts. I don't think there's a player that does mm. all of it, but he just was a part of it. So personally, I still want other other signings. In an ideal world, I want one more person with Casemiro, but I don't need to say who that person is now. But I would ideally, I want somebody else. Casemiro solves a lot of things, so yeah, it's a very positive sign. I'm happy. I mean, I mean, my club has arguably the top three best games in the world at the moment. Arguably, yeah, that's very true, and that's that's an upgrade to what the club had previously. I mean, McFred, massive, <laughs> massive upgrade. Yes, it is a massive upgrade, truly. But how do you think that the um, that would translate into formation change for Manchester United? Um, so if I remember correctly, United set up in some 4 to 3 1 or 4 3 3 ish. So with Casemiro, now let's say we don't get any other midfielder, I would expect it to be a double pivot of Casemiro and Fred. Then Bruno or Ericsson will be either of them. So a 4 to 3 1 with Casemiro and Fred. That would be my expectation. If we don't get somebody else in, even if we get somebody else in, it's probably still a 4 to 3 1 Casemiro and that new person. 
then Bruno Eriksen ahead of the person. So that's why I expect with Barcelona signing. Mm. I, I saw an argument on Twitter here um, before I got on this on on, on this call. Um, someone was talking about how Casemiro is not the classic regista, um, but we all know, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's still the right fit for United. I, I think that um, Frankie the Young might fit in, in that classic regista role, if yes. I'm correct. Yes. Now, now that you couldn't get Frankie the Young, you've gone to get Casemiro. Isn't that a problem? Isn't that might, might that not be a problem for ETH since he has a style that he has coming from his head? Sure, you get me. And Casemiro yes, will not I give do. you what Frankie the Young will give you. Definitely. But then what I think is I so what I've gotten from this situation is I feel um I don't want to call it that it was underrated, but he probably did not know how serious the problem at United was or is. But I feel like with his style, obviously the young and just it works perfectly with the style. So I feel like he's yeah, seen our Premier League is how surprising because after the Brighton, he mentioned that he was surprised that when he watched Brighton, <laughs> all he saw was like I mean analysis now before the game, all he saw was they were playing out from the back and that's what they all do. But he got to the United game and they were playing long balls to well break and it was surprising that how when did this one start? So I feel like he has gotten some sort of surprises. I feel like okay, if I can't get my first choice, obviously young is obviously his first choice. So like, mm-hmm. I need to find something else that will work. I will help in transition a lot because um, United has been suffering from that. Once they just a quick counter like this, there's no midfield. They just breeze through the mid- middle and they are the... Exactly. So there's, no, like, there's no point that will exactly mop up the ball. Exactly. Which is where, that's where Casemiro comes in. So I feel like he just said hey, that he has to find something and Casemiro is the option. I'm good with it though. But I still wanted to register anyway. But I'm good with it. Well, uh, let's move away from this Casemiro and Manchester United situation. We're coming up to Manchester United later on because there will be the Northwest Derby coming up um, uh, at Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But let's really talk about transfers. Mm, yeah. Or not, not transfers. Let's really move to Spain before we now come to the game with three of the EPL. Let's talk about Barca. Um, now, Robert Lewandowski is leading the line. They, they, they drilled their first match against Rayo Volecano. Um, and do you think that this second match they're going to be playing in game with two, it's time for Xavi to tell his boys to pick up and try their best? Because Atletico Madrid won their first match. Alvaro Morata scored. Um, Griezmann scored. Jao Felix gave an assist in that match. An amazing match. It was something, it was the different Atletico Madrid in that game. I saw the game. Um, Real Madrid, it took David Araba a moment of magic now for Real Madrid. Yes. Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid they are the closest rivals for Barca. If Barca do not pick up the points now, or do not pick up themselves now, Going to be difficult for them. What do you think? Um, it's still. I just feel because of the changes, the um, money issues, 
the levers, the financial issues, I feel like it's still probably there's still that cloud. Because mm. um, of now, they've never really started Kunde yet. Yeah. So they plan to do it before this game week, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to do it because they have to do it at some point. But yeah, so there's still this cloud that was happening around it, and there's quite a new squad because they are still as now, they have Lewandowski and Rafinha. They were not at the club last season, they are new. So they still have to like mm. find a way to like bring all of them in. But I feel like this the earlier the better. Obviously they are training and doing stuff. But game week by game week, I don't have this fear. I don't I, they would Barcelona would do well this season because they bought well. I wouldn't like, I've been impressed with their signings. Like they, they went to what they knew what they wanted and they got it. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect it to be an issue for long. So by say game week three, four, five. They're probably they very started firing already. This game is two now. It's nobody is sure, but it's Barcelona. They will find a way. It's Barcelona will find a way. Well, let's see how it goes. Barcelona played um, during this weekend. I'll be looking out for that picture um, towards. I'll be talking about. It. We'll be putting out that picture towards the at the end of this um, pod. Uh, let's move on to the game week three in the English Premier League. Let's talk about Chelsea. The strikerless Chelsea, Kai Havertz, filling in that role. For me, I do not see that boy doing that. I feel like he's an overrated player. I feel like in the head of Chelsea guys, they are overrating this guy just because he scored the winning goal in the <laughs> Champions League and in the other cup, at the UEFA Cup that they won the one. I think it's FIFA Club World Cup. I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, FIFA Club World Cup. FIFA Club World Cup. So, I... I I think if Thomas Tuchel continues like this, he should forget challenging the likes of Man City and Liverpool. They are playing Leeds this weekend. It's a yes. match inside. Yes. Firstly, there's this popular thing that they call Tuchel, they call Tuchel, Tuchel bad, which is which is <laughs> they call him a terrorist. But okay, on, on the serious note, I've seen um, Tuchel work with the striker before at. That was Dortmund. Aubameyang. Aubameyang yeah. was beautiful for Tuchel on that, in that Dortmund. But I still feel he could have... This Chelsea team can be better. Like, I don't know the recruitment and stuff, but I feel like he, he could get something better from his Because the way he's playing now is quite... It's a weird thing to see. Yes, I know he's 3 4 3 and all that, but I don't think Tuchel can play better attacking football. I mean, I, I saw him at Dortmund. That was a very interesting thing to watch. And especially this team wasn't even bad too. It was quite interesting to watch play. I mean, because of the um, UCL final, no? the one they lost mm-hmm. the final. So, yeah. the, the things were sweet to work. But this Chelsea zone just, just feels different. But they, I think they'll get a striker. It might be Aubameyang or somebody else, but they, I don't know they'll get a striker. This, I hope it's not Aubameyang. I really hope it's not Aubameyang. <laughs> well, there's a difference in valuation at the moment. I think um, Barca wants 30 million. Um, Chelsea wants to offer 15 or so. So, if that doesn't get sorted out, you probably have to look for somebody else. But yeah, Chelsea yeah. played this weekend. Leeds are, not, Leeds are still. Ah, I know they've made new signings, they have a new midfield and all that. But it's Chelsea's, it's Chelsea's game for me, though. It's Chelsea's game. It's Leeds, I mean. It's <laughs> so, um, what, what would your score prediction be? Um, three one Chelsea three bit one. Okay, uh, for me, I think it's going to be a slim one year win. Uh, did, 
I understand. Well, unless we a lot of people is that good. Yeah? They only consider goal. I don't believe the point is that good. They only consider goal. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. That's true. That's true. When you consider that, you might feel like yes, the one year prediction is not the right. It's not the right one. But to see, I understand that Chelsea can score goals from left, right, and center. At least the two of their goals against Tottenham last week was scored by Kulibali and Rich James. But I still just have this gut feeling, and this is me not. I just have the gut feeling that it's one nil. No problem. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's talk about Man City. Uh, it's the fight between two money bags. Man City, Newcastle, Arab money. Uh, both guys will be playing against one another. It's going to be exciting to see. Uh, I think Man City. I, I think Newcastle is the banana peel of the English Premier League this season. For me, I think they've silently made all of their signings. Um, definitely Bruno Gribberesh from January. I think they have um, Bosman, Sven Bosman. Um, yeah, they've yeah. also made. They've also made. I, I can't remember. There's one guy from Burnley that they made that, that, that they got finally. Um, I think they are the banana peel with um, Eddie Howe being their coach. I think against Man City, they are going to be a difficult team to break down. And I think it's going to be a two-two draw. Wow, that's that's epic. That's very epic. <laughs> but considering um, the I mean, the Bournemouth game, I thought that they were going to score it, and they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> And they did, but for this game, I think that's St. James Park, so it's Newcastle's home. So, um, also 3 1. I go 3 1 too. Yes, mm. so uh, Newcastle played Brighton, it was oh. a new new draw. Okay, and you remember that Brighton games are gone already. That's crazy. Newcastle played yeah. for the first game week, that's why I was missing it up. Newcastle played four. Yeah. They think they beat them 2-0 for the first game week. Then he drew Brighton up. Now, I feel like we're win. 3-1 win again. Yes. Okay. No wala. Let's talk about the last one that we're going to use to wrap up the pod this evening. The big one. <laughs> it's going to be at Old Trafford. Yeah, for like, I was listening to BBC 5 last week when Manchester United lost against Brentford. Yeah. You need to know that English United fans are very sad. And for I was listening to The Guardian Weekly Pod. I was listening to Sky Sports Pod. I was listening to ESPN Pod. You need to know that, on the contrary, funded, I excited about Manchester United's fall from grace to grass. It's weird. It's all over the place. I understand, dude. I understand why it's like that. I mean, the success was for, was for quite a number of years. So it is understandable that people want downfall a lot. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens over the season. But let's talk about that Northwest Derby. Um, my United, Liverpool. How exciting is it going to be? Um... What will be the breaking point for United? Okay. Um, uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, am not, I am not totally looking forward to it. 
not totally. Mm. I haven't caught you, but not totally because I have this. There's this there's this car of last week. I mean, it was five. I was five zero at Old Trafford and four zero at Anfield. So it was a nine zero loss on aggregate to Liverpool last week. So obviously, there's no United fan. I wouldn't be thinking of that going to this mm-hmm. game. But I feel like this was going to be a closer game than last season was. Um. At earlier, I predicted a 0 0 on the radio show. I predicted 0 0. But now that I'm thinking about it, it can't be a 0 0. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going for a. No, I'm a United fan. I'm going to back myself. United win or draw. So, United <laughs> wins 2 1 or a 1 1 draw. Yes, as, as I'm going with. United win 2 1 or a 1 1 draw. I'm backing well, myself. Well, uh, to be candid here, yeah, I wanted to go. Um, in a different direction, like a parallel line to what you said. But when I think of it now, the Liverpool side of last season isn't as strong as the Liverpool side. No, Liverpool side of last season was stronger than the Liverpool of this season. Liverpool yeah, has lost Sadio Mane. Um, they have, have injuries, too, yeah. injuries, a lot of injuries to deal with. Keita is not yet there. Thiago Alcantara is injured. David Nunes is suspended. Hmm. Jota I think is this is Jota is injured. I think this is the time for um, Manchester United to pounce or fight back. But, but it's Liverpool. It's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It's Liverpool. It's Jurgen Klopp. It's Mohamed Salah. The two goal, two two goals to a nil win for Liverpool. I think that's my prediction. That's not bad. Yeah, if I was the I, was the United well, fan, I would have gone with 2 0. I'm a United fan, so no, United 2 1 or 1 1. To be candid, I would love to see it be more than that for Banta's sake. I understand because if it's actually more than that on Monday, when I go, get back on radio, the Banta will be so exciting. You mean Tuesday? You must is a, a Monday night. Oh, on Monday Tuesday, night. I beg your pardon. The, 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 the match is on Monday, so on Tuesday, when I get back on radio, it will be exciting. But let's, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's been so much fun. It's been so much fun talking. Uh, we just we did this a couple of minutes ago, roughly um, one hour ago on radio. We are back doing it on the podcast. So it's, it's been such an exciting, exciting time on the, on the, both on the radio and on, on, uh, on, on the podcast for that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Glad that we, glad that we could do this. Yeah, so glad too. Uh please follow us on our Twitter page, the referee at the referee pod. Please do follow us on Twitter on our Twitter page at the referee pod. We'll engage you. You can also follow me on Instagram uh, on Twitter at the Indetobi. And follow your Twitter handle. Oh, my sound is completed. Okay, my Twitter is um follow with triple underscore now. It's F-O-L-A-R. Then the triple underscore. That's the dash that you put on that. <laughs> dash, yeah. Dash, dash, dash. So, Fola, F-O-L-A, with triple underscore. Dash, dash, dash. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Ref Report. We'll be back again next week.